Well, good morning. If you have not had a chance uh, to, if I've not had a chance to introduce myself, if you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Jeremiah. I'm our youth pastor here at the church. Uh, we love the next generation out here. Can I get an amen from somebody? That's right. Hey, uh, real quick before I dive into the message, uh, hey, we are doing something uh, over the next few weeks or the past weeks as well where it's this thing called Get to Church on Time. Come on, turn to somebody and say, Get to Church on Time. That's right. We know, listen, I believe that uh, when you honor somebody, you want to show up on time, you want to take care of them, you want to do anything like that, right? And so I believe that church is a place that we should honor God, that we should, you know, show up on time, be prepared, be ready, because when we get ready, we're, we're early, something changes in our spirit, something changes in our heart. They're like, all right, let's go, right? So I just want to encourage you guys, get to church on time. Come on, your neighbor say, get to church on time. That's right. Hey, we are uh, in, we're, we're not in a series necessarily, but Pastor over the past uh, several weeks has been talking about his word of the year. And so his word of the year has been now. Everybody say now. And so I felt like it'd be a great time for me to share my word of the year. And so my word of the year is gratitude. Everybody say gratitude. That's right. And so, uh, you know, the, I think that God works in crazy, mysterious ways. And he knows that the things that we need, right when we need them, right? And so this, the, the, the fact that my word is gratitude, God knew that I needed gratitude this week. Because I'll be honest, I was not wanting to preach this week, okay? Can I just be honest in church? I was like, I was dreading it. I was like, golly, of any other week, like, come on, pastor, like something, let there be snow, let there be something that like, oh, shoot, we can't have church. Like, I was just, I wasn't feeling it, and so I had to make a choice to, be, to have gratitude this week, right? And so uh, every single, it's like exercise. Every single, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, come on, Demetrius, my man, I get up at 5 o'clock every single morning, and it's not a, all right, I'm excited to get out of bed. It is a choice to get out of bed to go exercise, right? And so it is a choice. Gratitude is a choice. And so, because here's the thing, life is filled with challenging moments, right? You know, there's, there's going to be things that happen at home that are going to be challenging. You know, there's going to be things that happen at work that are going to be challenging. There's going to be, if you have kids, you know they're going to be challenging, right? I got a 16-year-old. I know exactly what it's like. Uh, you know, there, there's, if you have school, there's going to be challenges at school. We're going to have experiences that are going to be challenging, loss, uh, pain, hurt, rejection. Maybe it's some sort of health issues, bad reports, bad diagnoses, and things like that. And so I believe that God has put, again, God knows what we need when we need it. And so God has put on my heart just this idea of gratitude because over the past several years, I've faced moments just like many of you in this room, that you face moments of rejection. I've faced moments of loss. I've, I've had family issues. There have been moments that I've battled doubt. I've battled doubt in myself. I've battled doubt in God and what he can do. There are dreams and there are promises that I am believing for, that Heather and I are believing for, that haven't happened yet. And so they, these moments don't Gratitude just doesn't happen. It is a choice that we have to make every single day. And so gratitude is not a feeling, right? Like we can have gratitude, but it's not a feeling of happiness. 
You know, gratitude is not putting on a fake smile just to kind of, you know, just, hey, somebody's like, hey, how you doing? They're like, oh, I'm good. But deep down inside, like you're hurting and you're full of pain, right? That is not gratitude. Gratitude is choosing to remember that God is good and that God is in control. Can I get an amen from somebody? And so today, I want to talk about this idea, the title of today's message, and I encourage you guys to take notes. If you have a phone, uh, use your phone for good and not for evil. Come on, there's my, there's my students right there. They know what's going on. Use your phone for good, not for evil. And so if you have a piece of paper, you know, write it down. Uh, uh, the studies show that we remember it more when we write it down, right? And so I want to title today's message, The Attitude of Gratitude. The attitude of gratitude. Hey, would you all join me in prayer real fast? Lord, we just come before you right now. God, we are grateful that you are in this space. God, we know that your presence changes people. God, your presence changes hearts. God, your presence changes an atmosphere. It changes a room. And so, God, we ask that you would make your presence felt in this place today. And, God, we are grateful. We are thankful that you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. You're the same God that raised people from the dead, that raised Jesus from the grave. God, you're the same God that, that defeated Goliath. And you're the same God that spoke through a donkey. And, God, that means you can speak to me today, and I won't sound like a donkey. If you can agree with that, let me hear you shout amen. Amen. Hey, if you guys have your Bible, we're going to turn to Ephesians, uh, sorry, not Ephesians, Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 4 through 7. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And so as Paul, who is the writer of the, the book of Philippians, as he is writing this to the church at Philippi, he is talking, he is encouraging the church like, you know, they are facing battles, they're facing difficulties. And so he is trying to encourage them and strengthen them in their difficult moments. And so as Paul is writing this, if, if you've been around church for any, you know, period of time, you know that as Paul is writing this, he is in prison, right? And so Here's what I know is that gratitude changes our attitude, right? Gratitude changes, and, and again, Paul is in prison. I'm sure he has every excuse not to be full of gratitude, but he is in prison choosing gratitude. And so gratitude changes our attitude. There are moments that I, could, I don't want to choose gratitude. There are moments that I don't feel like having gratitude, but gratitude changes our attitude. And so today I want to talk about four attitudes that change when we have gratitude. And so our, when we have gratitude, it changes our attitude towards our circumstances, right? It says in verse four, it says always. Everybody say always. It doesn't say when things are going good. It doesn't say when, when you feel like it. It doesn't say when things are favorable and you know, in your favor. It says always. Everybody say always. It says always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again rejoice. And so if we look at that scripture real fast, it's, he repeats it. He says, I say it again, right? 
And, and I think that he repeats it because he is emphasizing the fact that it is something important. That, again, gratitude doesn't just happen. That we have to choose gratitude. That we have to, it's not a forced thing, but we have to make sure that we focus on the things that we can be grateful for and not the things that are always negative, right? And so I, I always think that that's why pastors sometimes will repeat, repeat something if we're not like, amen, yeah, pastor, he'd be like, oh, let me say that again for this side of the room. Because he's trying to get you to, to understand, trying to get us to understand. It's important of what he's saying, right? And so Paul is doing the exact same thing there as he's saying, this is important. I need you all to get this idea. I say it again, rejoice. Everybody say rejoice. And so we can have joy despite our circumstances. We can have joy despite chaos that's going on around us, right? We can have joy despite loss. We can have joy despite heartache. We can have joy despite whatever we may be facing. And we can see that because Paul is in prison and he is probably beaten. I'm, I guarantee his food is not very good, right? It's terrible food. It's like the food that I had growing up. It was like ramen noodles and things like that. It's awful, awful. You know, I, I'm sure that, you know, he's... He, he, he's probably stinky because he can't shower. Like, it is probably a terrible experience, but he still has joy. And so, let, let me just say this. We can have joy, but that doesn't mean that we can't have sorrow as well, right? Like, that doesn't, because if we choose joy, that doesn't mean that we're not going to have moments of sorrow. That does not mean that we're not going to have moments of heartache. That does not mean that we're not going to have moments where we feel upset and we feel hurt and rejected. That does not mean anything, that we're not going to feel doubt. But let me encourage you, we can have joy, but don't, we can have sorrow as well and fear and doubt and all those things, but don't let those things be in the driver's seat of your life. We have to choose joy. We need to put joy, we need to put gratitude in the driver's seat and put those other things in behind us, right? We're going to feel those feelings. It's okay to feel feelings, but don't let them drive you in places that you don't really want to go. And so the problem is sometimes is that we choose joy, that we search for joy in all the wrong places sometimes. You know, we search for joy in a person. We, we search for joy uh, in, in maybe a thing, a, a car, a house, clothes that we wear, shoes that we wear, anything like that. You know, we, we, we look for joy in maybe our job. We know we're workaholics, and so we want to we wanna be at work all the time. It's our job that brings us joy. And I think that a job can bring you joy, but it is not the, the, the source of our joy, right? If we are looking for joy in all the wrong places and we don't find that joy, sometimes it can cause addictions because we turn to substances. We turn to, to drugs, to alcohol, to pornography. We even turn to social media because we can't find joy in our own life. So we look at for somewhere else. We look at for someone else's life. Then we start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling to ignore our own life and our own struggles and our own issues that we look for in someone else's life. And so social media can start to be a drug in itself to escape our own circumstances. And so I love the fact that it says rejoice. Everybody say rejoice. Because rejoice means to have joy, right? It means to delight when we think of Jesus. And if again, I believe that is Christianese for praise and worship. We, we can rejoice. That's what praise and worship is. It's rejoicing to the Lord, right? Rejoice to the Lord always. Everybody say, rejoice the Lord always. Come on. And so let me encourage you. 
Whatever you may be facing, whatever you may be going through, whatever circumstance may not look favorable in your life right now, let me encourage you to turn on some worship music, turn on some praise and worship, because let me tell you this. Come on, let me tell you this. Light and darkness cannot prevail together. Come on, you, you're, you can have sorrow, but when you turn on some worship music, sorrow cannot stay. Joy has got to come. Come on, there is joy for a new day. There is joy for a new moment. There is joy for a new circumstance, right? Come on, j- darkness and light cannot work together. They, they cannot mix together. And so when you turn on worship, and, and let me say this, it is easy to turn on worship music and just let it play in the background and you still start, I I do this all the time, right? I've got worship going on, but I'm still thinking about my situation. I'm still thinking about my circumstances. I'm not like, you know, whether it's frustration or anger, I'm like, God, just, uh, I just can't believe that person. They cut me off in traffic. I hate it. I just want to rear end them right now. I want to give them the, you know, finger, like all that stuff, right? But here's the thing. It's not about just putting, I think it does help. It starts to change the atmosphere, but we got to focus on it sometimes. We got to think about what is those, the words that I'm singing? What is the words that I'm thinking about? What is it really doing? And so let me come to church, get to church early because if you had a terrible drive here, that can help you to have some encouragement, to have some joy, to say, you know what? My circumstance does not change my situation right now. My circumstance does not change my joy right now. And so we, gratitude may not change our circumstance, but it'll change our attitude towards, towards our circumstance. And so number two, gratitude changes our attitude towards other people. It says in verse five, it says, uh, it says, let everyone, everybody say everyone, let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Come on, how many know that people can steal our joy sometimes, right? Come on, you got that coworker that like just makes you so mad. You got that kid that just makes you so mad. You got that student, listen, I'm preaching, come on, that student, on a Wednesday night, they do something. I'm just like, Lord Jesus, give me the strength. This kid is going to kill me or I'm going to kill them, okay? You know, but th- there are people that, that, are, that can steal our joy. You know, I- I've been married for almost nine years. And uh, so that means that there's been about nine times that I've been frustrated with Heather. Uh, and, and so in those moments, just nine, just nine, there's a lot more that she's been frustrated with me about. So... What's nine times 365? I don't know. Matt's not my strong suit. And so the, the few moments that I have been frustrated with Heather, I have to remind myself what I'm grateful for about her. I'm grateful that she's cute, okay? I'm grateful that she's funny. I'm grateful that she is smart. She's a whole lot smarter than I am. Thanks, Pastor Justin. I'm grateful that she makes more money than me. Can I get an amen from somebody, okay? I'm grateful that she does all the shopping because I don't like shopping and so I don't have to worry about it. I'm grateful that she's a great cook. I'm grateful because if it wasn't for her, I would starve to death. I have to be thankful because here's the thing. When we allow seeds of, of you know, if we, don't, if we allow those seeds of, of hay and uh, junk to get in, what happens is seeds of division start to plant and take root. And so we've got to express, we got to remind ourselves the, the things that we're grateful for, for that coworker, the things that we're grateful for, for that boss, the thing that we're grateful for, for that particular person, a particular thing. It says in Ephesians chapter four, verses two and three, it says this, always, everybody say always. always. 
Again, not when we feel like it, not when they deserve it, but always be humble. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Not because of their love, not because they, you know, they deserve our love because of your love. Because of the love that God has poured out onto you, we can pour that onto somebody else as well. Because of your love, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. It says, making allowance for each other's faults. How many know you got faults, right? I got faults. I got a lot of them. Heather could tell you all of them. Caden could tell you all of them too. But we all have faults. No one is perfect. And so, listen, we have to choose gratitude for other people. We, when we choose gratitude for other people, that scripture says that we can, we can show more grace to other people. When we have gratitude for other people, we are more patient with them. Listen, I... I, I am the worst at this sometimes. I am a, my clean level in my house is like an all-time high sometimes, right? And so there's times where like things get messy and things get dirty and I start to feel that blood pressure rise up. I start to feel that anger rise up and I'll be like, why is this dirty? We just cleaned the house. Get this, like, I, I, but I have to remember that I have got to express my gratitude. I've got to show my gratitude. And when I show my gratitude and I express my gratitude, it allows me to, to calm down a little bit and to show grace, to show patience, to, to, sh to, to give honor even when sometimes maybe honor, it, honor is always due. So like we give honor in that moment. We can be reasonable in those moments. We can be fair. We, we don't, you know, we're not gonna judge them. We can show grace even despite their challenges and difficulties. We can show them grace when we show our gratitude towards other people. Thank you for the five. Thank you, I appreciate that. But here's the thing, we, we need the Holy Spirit, Right? We need the Holy Spirit. We can't do it in our own ability. We cannot do it in our own strength because, listen, I am guilty of it. I get frustrated. I get angry. And so I need the Holy Spirit because the this fruit of the Holy Spirit is this. It's Galatians chapter 5. The, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? We need the power of the Holy Spirit to guide our lives. And so let me encourage you today, find something that you can be grateful for, for that person that frustrates you. Because with every single person, they may have faults, but they also have good things about them as well. They, they, they may have challenges and issues that you don't, listen, everybody's different. So you may not rub, you know, like connect with people the same way, but every single person has something that we can be grateful for. And so look for that gratitude, write it down, repeat it over and over. When that person like gets near you, you start getting frustrated and that blood pressure starts rising, just be like, all right, I'm grateful for that person because X, Y, and Z, right? Write it down, write a note to them, tell them, hey, I'm so grateful for you because it will, it, gratitude may not change them, but it'll change your attitude towards other people. Number three is that gratitude changes our attitude towards our dependence on God. It says in verse six, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And so I, I think so many times we try to 
do things in our own power. We try to do things. We want control of everything in our life sometimes. You know, but prayer is an incredible thing. It is strong. It is amazing. But it's an opportunity to seek after God. And when we do, just like that scripture says, that we can tell God and ask him for the things that we need. Come on, it tells us in the Bible to keep knocking, keep asking, keep praying, right? But in that moment, it, prayer is not, I think so many times we think about, oh, God, we just think about, God, I need this, I need that, I need this. But we forget about thanking God for all he has done for us and in us. And so prayer is asking God, but it's expressing our gratitude. And when we express our gratitude, when we you know, say, God, I'm grateful for these things, we are reminding ourselves that God is good and that God is in control of everything. That God is our provider. Come on, he is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider, right? Come on, he is, he is, he is Jehovah Shalom. He is our healer. He is Jehovah Nishi. He is our, the banner of our life. He is all of these things. And so every single meal that we eat with dinner, we take time and we pray for our food because we're reminding ourselves that God is in control and he's the source of what we have. When, when we pray for our family, when we pray for, uh, you know, our coworkers and our friends, we are reminded that God is the source. He's the one that brought those people into our life. We, we may be the one that have worked hard for those things, our food, our promotion, whatever it may be, but God has shown us the favor on that stuff. And so we have got to remind ourselves that, that prayer does not change God, but it changes me. And so as I pray, it changes my heart and it changes my attitude towards God. And I love what it says in verses six and seven. It says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then, everybody say then. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And so when we combine prayer with gratitude, we get peace in our life. How many, how many of all of us want some peace in our life, right? And so when we, when we pray and we say, God, you are good. Here's the things that I need. But God, I thank you for what you've already brought me. That's when peace can invade our heart. And that's when peace can overwhelm us. Listen, I'll be honest. I did not want to get up here and preach today, right? But I had to remind myself that I, I, I was full of gratitude for the opportunity. I had to remind myself, even in the, the, in the back green room, God, I just thank you for this opportunity. And God, I know that in this moment, you're going to give me peace. I was anxious. I was nervous. But when I get out here, the peace of God overwhelms me. I say, you know what, God, you are good. It's not about me. It's all about you. God, prayer does not change me. Gratitude does not change you. But it changes my heart towards you and my dependence on you. Number four is this, that gratitude changes our attitude towards ourselves. Verse seven says, his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Come on, there is a battle for our minds and our hearts. There is a battle going on. The enemy knows this and he wants to do anything that he can to destroy us. To destroy, because if he knows that he can get to our mind, he can get to our heart, and he can affect our life, our purpose, and our relationship with Jesus. And so he is doing anything that he can to destroy our heart and our mind. And so over the past year, so I've been meeting with a counselor because my mind has been crazy, and I needed to meet with somebody to, to navigate that stuff. And so I know that there are people today that are in this room, maybe the person that is sitting on your left or sitting on your right, that they are experiencing moments, they're, they're suffering today. 
Maybe they're going through a mental health crisis right now. Maybe they're going through self-worth issues right now. Maybe they're, they're facing addictions. Maybe they're facing a secret sin or some sort of financial struggle. And as people look in a mirror and they see the person as looking back at them, they don't like that person. They don't, they, 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 they don't like that person. That they're facing battles, they're facing issues. And the enemy knows all of it. But let me encourage us today is that we have so many things to be thankful for. We have got to choose gratitude. We've got to choose the things that we are grateful for. We gotta choose the things that we focus on because the things that we focus on are the, the direction that we go towards. And so you may be in this place today and you may think, oh, I don't have a lot of money in the bank. You know what my Bible tells me? That we have the riches of the kingdom of God. Come on, you may be in this place today and you may face addictions and mental health challenges, but my Bible tells me that you are a royal priest, that you are a new creation. Come on, my Bible tells me that you may not look, you know, like the person, you know, your image, that you're worth, anything like that. But my Bible tells me that I am beautifully and wonderfully made. My Bible tells me that I, that I am made in the image of God. Come on, God breathed life into your lungs. And if you still have life in your lungs, if you still have breath in your lungs, God is not finished. God is not done with you. You still have a purpose. You still have a plan. God still has something for you to do on this earth. And so here's the thing. We have to continue to remind ourselves of those things. It's so easy to focus on the negative. It's so easy to focus on the awful and the terrible, we've got to remind ourselves and speak over it every single day. God, I am a new creation. God, I am healed. God, I, am, I, I was broken, but now I'm not. God, I am beautifully and wonderfully made. God, I have the riches of the kingdom of God. I don't need anything else. I have you and you're the only thing that I need. Thank you, Jesus. Continue to speak that over your life. Gratitude doesn't change our circumstances. It doesn't change us but it changes our attitude towards us. Come on, gratitude cannot change our looks, right? But it changes our attitude towards ourselves. Gratitude cannot change our bank account, but it changes our attitude towards that stuff. It says in Philippians, it says, uh, if we go down to verse nine, it says this. It says, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you have heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Keep putting into practice. Everybody say practice. Come on, we talk about practice. We talk about practice. Not a game, not a game, but practice. Anybody remember that's from? Okay, we got a few people, okay? We talk about practice. Have you ever heard the, the phrase practice makes perfect? I think that's completely bullcrap. Because here's the thing, practice doesn't make perfect because there's nobody's perfect, right? None of us in this room are perfect, but I think this is that practice makes better. And when we continue to practice gratitude, we get better and better at it. When we continue to practice gratitude, we get stronger and stronger at it. That, we, that gratitude just becomes a second nature. And here's the thing, continue to practice gratitude gratitude because it's going to make us better. God, we just come before you right now. God, we thank you for gratitude. God, we thank you 
for what you have done on the cross so we can experience your peace, your joy and gratitude. I'm gonna have everybody stand to their feet right now. We're gonna have a moment to be able to practice gratitude. As we lean into worship, let's just remind, remember all the incredible things that God has done. Let's practice gratitude this morning. Amen. Amen. With every head bowed, every eye closed all across this room. You know, we, we can experience hope. We can, we can have gratitude because of the promises of God. I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of cliffhangers when it comes to movies and TV shows. I don't like it. I want to know the end of the story. I want to know what happens. I can't wait till the next one comes out. Sometimes I'll get on the internet and be like, all right, what happens? I got to know. But here's what I know is that we can have gratitude because we know the end of the story. I've read the end of the story, and what I know and what we know is that Jesus has already won the battle. Jesus has already won the victory. He went to the cross, and he died, and he was resurrected on the third day so we could have the victory. And so Jesus has won. God is in control. God is good. He is sovereign, and because of that, we can have hope. We can have joy. We can have peace, and we can have gratitude no matter what our circumstances may look like. No matter who's in our world or who's not in our world, no matter what may be happening, no matter how we view ourselves, we can have gratitude because Jesus has already won. And if you're here today and you don't have that hope, if you don't have that peace and that joy because you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to to say yes to him today. And you can have that same thing by putting your faith and your hope in Jesus. And so every head bowed, every eye closed all across this room. If you're here today and you're saying, Pastor Jeremiah, I need that peace. God, I I need that joy and that gratitude in my life. I need to put my faith in Jesus. Maybe you have walked away from him or or maybe you've never given your life to him. I wanna give you that opportunity this morning. I'm gonna count to three and all I want you to do is raise your hand and you're signaling, I'm giving my life to Jesus today. One, two, three. Three, as you raise your hand right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm everybody repeat this pray after me. This is for those who raised their hand. This is for those who didn't, but we're gonna pray it together. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I open my life to your Lordship. I need you. I want you in my world. I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up. But I come to the cross where you paid the price for my forgiveness. Today is a fresh start, a new beginning as I give my life to you. In your name, amen. Come on, let's give God praise this morning. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for being here today. Hey, on the count of three, we're going to shout hallelujah. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Have a great day. Love you guys.